Well, Jake, I didn't expect to be talking to you so goddamn soon. Episode 70 of Pressing the Coach. And I think the best way to the way you said it when we got on and the best way to say is just what the fuck. Mike Schilt has been fired after it seemed like they were going to try to explore an extension with him and the rest of the coaching staff. John Mosellock citing philosophical differences as the reason Mike Schilt has been fired. Jake, I'll welcome you in for the first time. Whoa. Wow. This is, I mean, no pun intended, but this is straight out of left field here. This is, I did not expect this. I'm, I was just like you that the first thing I texted Caleb and all these guys that are blowing me up right now was that, uh, didn't they just say they're going to extend all these guys? Like, I don't, I don't know what the heck is going on here. And we can just continue talking about this as it's coming in, but it sounds like they apparently have somebody within that they are going to try to move up the ladder. It's going to be Ollie Marmol. Okay. It's, it's a thousand percent Ollie Marmol or Stubby Clap. Um, but that I was listening. So this is just for full transparency. This is literally the, like, we literally started the Zoom call and click record. We haven't talked about this at all. We have literally like 30 minutes to talk about this before I have to go back to work. But I, I don't know if you even got the chance to listen to uh, 101 ESPN. They were airing the press conference with Mosellock and um, um, they were talking about how they have some good internal options. Well, there's, I mean, and Marmol has been kind of that guy where it's like, they knew teams are going to want to interview him. So maybe Marmol's the guy they look at. But when they asked, it was, um, oh, I can't remember who asked. It was Jeff Jones, I think, from the Belleville News Democrat, and then Katie Wu from The Athletic, who both asked, like, hey, what are these philosophical differences? Or can you go into that? And Mosaic both times was not really. Hmm. So it sounds like John Mosaic is going to put himself at front and center for saying, this is my team. We're doing it my way. If you don't agree with the John Mosellock way, you can uh, be a part of our segment, get him out of the game. Yeah, it seemed like, uh, and they, it was, I can't remember what they said. Uh, it was the, they don't want to, he didn't agree with some of the things that, with the way they wanted the big league club to be ran, I believe is how Mosellock said it. And it just makes you wonder, like, I've been the biggest proponent of firing Mike Schultz for like the last year and a half. But this looks really, really bad for John Mosaic. Like, you're executive well, of the year, Jake. What? You're executive of the year. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just like it doesn't make sense because, like, if you're not happy – normally people – we all will say, like, oh, we, you know, we hope the coach gets fired and stuff like that or manager, whoever. But, like, when it actually happens and you try to sit back and look at, like, the culmination of everything that's going on, Mike Schilt, whenever he took over, the team was kind of a disaster. He goes 41 and 28 that year where he's the interim coach or interim manager, sorry. And then year two and four, the only years that they had a full year with him, they won 90 games. They've made the playoffs the last three years. I know they haven't been incredible results by any means, but I just, I don't understand how I've never seen a coach who's winning like this. For a team that wasn't like – we've talked about this. Maybe this past year we thought that we had like a top five or ten roster. But before that, the last two years, I don't think anybody was saying that the Cardinals have one of the best rosters in the league. The fact that they've been competitive, it's just when you look at it – because I'm with you in the fact that like we see some of the decisions he was making in games. You're like, all right, this guy, like does he really know what the hell he's doing and stuff like that? But all you've ever heard is that the players love playing for him. Uh, 
He's put a good product out on the field. And I know it took a 17 game winning streak to get this uh, wins up to 90 this year, but still this just doesn't seem like a very Cardinal thing to do here. The last four Cardinals managers, Mike Schilt, or we go from 1990, uh, 1990, 1995, Joe Torre went 351 and 354, a 498 winning percentage. 96 to 2011, Tony LaRusso, 1408 and 1182, 544 winning percentage. Mike Matheny, 591 and 474, a 555 winning percentage. Mike Schilt, 252 and 199, 559. <laughs> more, more stuff coming in. Jeff Passon, Cardinals president, John Mozellick, said the team would hire a new manager over the next month. There are internal candidates. He also talked about knowing the organization's philosophy. San Diego bench coach Ship, Skip Schumacher, a well-regarded longtime Cardinal, checks a lot of boxes. Oh, God, no. He said They he, couldn't figure out what the hell was going on on the bench. Hang on. Let me keep going. Mozellick said he would consider a manager with experience or knowledge of the organization. Here's an interesting idea. This is all coming from Jeff Passan mm-hmm. and something of a long shot. Matt Holiday, a former Cardinal star whose father and brother are baseball coaches and who fits the bill of some less experienced hires. I just, I can't see them really going outside of the organization right now. Just that seems to be the traditional way of how people do things. Like if they're going to make a coaching move, the, the Marmol thing you talked about earlier of how they don't want him to kind of get away. You know, normal people will just say, hey, we'll give you an ass load of money. You stay doing the job that you're doing. I've never seen a team who just set the franchise record and wins, uh, like uh, wins in a row, to fire their coach because they liked a guy in their system so much that they potentially just wanted to move him up to be the manager. That's the most ass-backward way of thinking I've ever heard in my life. Well, what organization are we talking about here, Jake? We're talking about our St. Louis Cardinals, Clay. They also said uh, Mike Schilt was, in quotes, very shocked when he got the call this morning, which I makes sense. I just – so they are going to stick – and this is what I keep thinking about. They're going to stick with Jeff Albert as their hitting coach, who we know that, like, reports were coming out throughout the year that Schilt and him didn't always see eye to eye. You're going to stick with that guy over the head guy who, again, I just, I think it's important to note this, that the players seem to have liked. I just, here's the other thing I hate about this. And just the fact that it's happening right now, this way, how do you think Nolan Arenado feels about this one? I'm glad you brought that up. I very that also was one of the first things to cross my mind is he already opted in, which is fine, but um, definitely something that he has another opt out. <laughs> I don't know if that's something I'm very comfortable fucking around with, like unless he's got. And now the Matt Holiday thing would make sense because him and Arenado obviously have a connection there, but I don't know if I want Matt Holiday managing my team either. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> we would have like the strongest manager in all of baseball i guess but i i just don't know where you go here i really don't i i don't because i and that's another thing just listening to 101 espn for like the 15 minutes i did it was brandon kiley that was kind of saying like hey like what if this is like you've seen the cardinals continually go back to continually go back to like this guy in their organization with no major league baseball experience managing and you fired him the last two times with Matheny and schilt so it's like how do you go back to the well a third straight time and expect it to work out for longer than four years? Yeah. Let, let's hit on this philosophical reason, because when I hear that, what I think about is they don't agree on the future of the team. 
like financially of how maybe they're going to spend this money on the roster. That that's at least how I think about it. So my question to you is who do you think is more likely to say like, Hey, I want this money being spent on these types of players or something or like, do you are maybe I should pose it this way. This will make more sense. Do you think Schilt is the one saying like, Hey, I'd rather just go with the guys that got the Edmundo Sosa's guys like that. Or do you think Schilt is more likely to be saying, Hey, if you really want to win, you better bring in a guy like Trevor Story. Like that's, I feel like that's the thing that has to be happening, but I don't know which way Schilt would be arguing. I mean, I would never see a manager. I feel like that would say, Oh yeah, I don't want good players. I, I agree with you. I think it's the second one. I think he's saying, Hey, we need so-and-so. Because what have we seen from the however long, the last, what, 10, 15 years from the Cardinals, where it's like, we'll just try to patch the holes with guys we have in AAA, whatever. And you've never, aside from maybe getting Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Matt Holiday, whatever you want to say, the Cardinals aren't known to make that big splash. And I, I just don't see them, if that's what the philo- philosophical thing is, it's because Schilt wants them to go outside the org and get a Trevor Story or get a Carlos Correa. And it's really funny that we just talked about all this like two days ago. And now yeah. here we are like thinking this could be the reason I don't know. And it was like Mosaic said, it's the way there was a difference in the way they thought the big league club should be ran. Well, what's been the one gripe with Mosaic and DeWitt like the last 15 years is that they don't spend a lot of money. And I, I don't see Schilt. I don't see that. If that's what it was being Schilt being the guy that says, yeah, don't spend money. I think he was probably on the side of saying, let's, uh, let's go get a shortstop. God, this is just, this is wild. I did not expect when I saw your text, uh, I was like, why it's like, is this like real? And open Twitter up right away and I saw my other text and it was yeah it was like bang 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 and I was like oh god this happened so the first thing I asked them I said I want to make I want to get your guys opinion here this is like all of my my little Cardinals group chat that we have I said out of you know one to ten how shocked are you every single one of them said extremely shocked like 10 out of 10 Trent my buddy said like you want to say you're shocked but it just feels like John Mosellock is kind of pissed that he's not getting the credit, I guess is how you say it. Because uh, I don't know, we're, I don't, this is just so messed up. I don't get it. I'm glad that we're doing this emergency show because I think it needed to be done, but go ahead. Another, another tweet from Jeff Jones. I'm just kind of scrolling Twitter. This is a really chaotic episode, but it's for the best because we didn't talk about it. He said, listening to Mosellock on the Zoom and from my own reporting, being around the club as much as I have, I would be very surprised if Stubby Clapp wasn't the leading candidate to take over as Cardinals management. Okay. All right. I mean, I guess it, that, that's fine, but it's just like how much different is that guy going to be than Mike Schilt? I mean, I, th- I still think, you know, no matter who you're putting out there as a manager, whoever's signing the card before the game, to me, and maybe it's because I'm a coach, but, like, yes, the coach definitely has a large say in what the hell is happening and the way the game plays out, absolutely. But at the end of the day, it's about the damn players that you put on the field. If you don't put a good product out there, then you're probably not going to be a very good team. Like, yes, there are things like chemistry and all of that that – is a huge part of coaching the program aspect. But, my God, if, if you don't have a Nolan Arenado on this team all year, they're not as good at third base as they were. If you don't have a Paul Goldschmidt, that offense isn't very good the second half of the year. That, that's just the way it works. So I don't understand how you can look at the coach and say, hey, you were successful the last three years here, but guess what? You weren't good enough. I just 
Like, look at the pitching staff they had going down the stretch. The best player they had was a 40-year-old pitcher. And we're relying on guys like J.A. Happ and, and John Lester. Like, <laughs> it's just asinine to me to think that anybody that they hired, if they hired Terry Francona, I still don't know how much better this team is. I got three tweets for you, Jake. Okay. Well, I got two tweets and one thing on. I don't know. I'll say it this order. This is Ben Fredrickson from the Post-Dispatch in STL Today. The Cards have fired people for different viewpoints and defended – or the Cardinals have fired people for differing viewpoints and defended other hires because of the supposed need for different viewpoints. Mixed messages. One thing quite clear, if you wind up on the wrong side of Mosaic, you're probably not going to be around for long. The next yeah. one, this is not a tweet. I'm saving this for last because the last the last tweet is just – you're going to be like, holy shit. Um, this one – Here's my dark horse too. I saw people talking about Jose Okendo. Man, I just I I feel like that ship sailed, kind of. You know, I and to this whole thing with Skip Schumacher or Matt Holiday, haven't we been down that road before with Mike Matheny of hiring a former Cardinal player and thinking that it's just going to solve all the issues because they understand the Cardinal way. I just – I don't know. Like I said, I don't – they could bring in – I don't know, Joe Torrey. They could bring in any manager in the league. And I still am just thinking, like, okay, like, that that's fine. Hey. Like, he's going to do good managing the bullpen or something that Mike Schilt struggled with. But I don't know. Go ahead, though. Well, based on – Give me this third tweet that I need to hear. Probably only two other managers that would actually um, – are better than Schilt. Adding to this, Cardinals won 90 games this season despite a Pythagorean win loss of 85-77. Mike Schilt was the third, has third best winning percentage of any active manager with as many seasons uh, he has. And folks, he wasn't working with the roster like the two ahead of him, uh, Boone and Roberts, the Yankees and Dodgers. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. We've seen the Yankees just like uh, like flip-flop their managers in the last few years, or the Red Sox. And I mean, I don't know that it's made a massive, massive difference. Go ahead. Uh, ben Fredrickson. I love this. You're just getting all this news popping in. I love this. is fun. This is how we should be doing shows is, all the time. I'm seeing this for the first time. He's been at work. They asked if Mo if the tension between Schilt and Jeff Albert was the cause mm-hmm. of the split and Albert would if Albert would return. Mo said Albert is under contract and he expects him to be back. And that tension between the two was not the sole reason for the dismissal. So it was part of the reason then. Yeah. Mo said they'll work quickly at this, does not want to drag search into November. Says there's a candidate or two on the staff. The reason for moving quickly was for Mike's benefit, allowing him to get clarity on his future. Um, and then Jeff Jones thinks that Chilt should be an immediate top candidate for the Mets or Padres. Well, g- good for you, Mike Schill. I hope you go get a ring with the Padres now. Stay with the hell away from New York, though. I don't like that fit. This is, um, yeah, this is quite the shitstorm today. Are you shocked more of this one? than you were when the Cardinals actually traded for Nolan Arenado? Yeah, my tweet actually today said this might be better than them trading for Nolan Arenado because I've been on the fire Mike Schultz for a long time. But I will say, as much as I hate the way he manages the game, it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. It really makes no sense at all. To, just to go from the fact that you said you were going to try to extend him, he just took you on a 17-game winning streak, you made the playoffs, you competed with the Dodgers. I know those are all like moral victories, but does it get – it pains me to say this, but it, does it really get any better? And I, I think, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And once you think about this stuff, it's like, so what, what if they beat the Dodgers and they, they go into the DS? Let's say they win the DS. 
They go into the NLCS and they lose to the Braves, okay, for the sake of this. Does he still get fired? Because if you're going to make a judgment on saying that, like, hey, we're firing him because um, he didn't make it as far as we would like, we don't like the way the organization's moving, how could you sit there and give him that respect or that, like, make that type of decision losing to the defending champions in a one-game playoff on a walk-off hit? I don't think it mattered. I really don't. Just the fact that the philosophical difference this thing got brought up, I don't think it would have mattered if he won the World Series, to be honest with you. Yeah, and that's, like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard of in my life. Oh, it's probably it's very like, problematic. I mean, it is, because it's like, isn't this guy is hired to win baseball games, and that's what he did. So it's just, this takes me back to, uh, like, the Dallas Cowboys in the 90s of Jerry Jones not getting credit for those Super Super Bowl is Jimmy Johnson was getting all the credit. So Jerry makes that comment and says, there's all these other teams that can uh, – or all any other coach in the world basically could take this team to the Super Bowl. And Jimmy Johnson says, screw you, and the Cowboys are never the same. I pray to God that the Cardinals don't just all of a sudden start to kind of teeter off here, kind of like they did under Mike Matheny until Mike Schilt came into the picture, because I could see that happening. I just don't – I don't understand how you can expect this team to get that much better – I mean, they, they made the playoffs. It wasn't always perfect in the regular season, but they went on a crazy good run, and it looked like they were finally getting rid of some of these bad contracts and moving forward with the potential to go add a star player or a high-caliber shortstop and add to a, an already good lineup, getting Flaherty back, getting Hudson back. All of this looked like it was going to have the potential to be a magical last season for Wainwright, Yachty, and all of this stuff. And it looked like they had one really great run in them to convince Arenado to opt in. It was like the blueprint was there. Just execute the damn plan and move on. Well, you know, it's weird that it just, this way this all dropped. I was listening to 101 ESPN this morning because they had David Perron on. It was like maybe nine-ish, 10. They had Perron on. Well, I just left it on because I was just kind of like, you know, it's fun to listen to once you're on the it was character and small. Well, they had Adam Wainwright come in the studio this morning to an interview. And now that you mentioned it, they, when they talked about the season and things like that, there was not one mention of Mike Schilt from Adam Wainwright. And I, I don't know if that that was obviously Wayno maybe knew or not, but just to me, that was, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Wayno did know at that point and just it maybe didn't raise any flags at that point. Cause it was so far out of left field, like you said, but in hindsight, you look at it and you're like, Oh, that makes sense. So, I mean, it was two days ago, right. Where they were talking about the extensions. If that, if maybe. that, so, so yeah, what the hell did he say in some meeting that just completely threw that away? Like he obviously, there's gotta be something else here that's going to come out eventually. And it'll make a, maybe a little bit more sense then, but <laughs> this is so effed up. We, I think. we need the Mike Schilt tell all we need to get him on the show. If I had a Mike Schilt impression, we would call him into the show right now. And I would say F you, John Mozalock, and all this good stuff. It would have been really good. Craziness, man. What else you got? You got anything else? I got to go to work in like 20 minutes, but. I'm just, uh, let's talk about the future of the Cardinals real fast. Marmol, like if you had to rank like three guys as like the most likely to get this job or like maybe who you want to get this job, who would it be? I I still think it's probably Marmol or Stubby Clap. I think it's one of those two guys, whoever – they get the deal done with first, honestly. But uh, I agree. I don't, 
I guess those are the two I'm looking at just thinking it's, but I don't it's know. hard to even consider an out of an, an option out of the organization right now. Cause you don't really know who's going to be fired. I don't know if Jace Tingler is the guy you look at, maybe not, but I don't know. It's so, it's just so stupid. Cause like they need to go get a guy that has managing experience in the big leagues. Like don't fuck around and go get stubby fucking clap, dude. <laughs> if my manager's name stubby. I'm going to have a fucking issue. Like it just in, but in all seriousness, to bring in a guy with no experience just makes no sense at this point because it hasn't worked. It, it has not worked. The seventies you had Bethany and the four, whatever you had, Schilt. And when Schilt's posted, has the best winning percentage of any last the last four Cardinals managers. Now, granted, not as many games, but he has the best winning percentage. And yeah. it's like, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, there was a talk that is Larusa only on a one year with Chicago. Maybe he comes. Oh, no, don't even say that. He needs to head to Craig Manor before he heads to St. Louis. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of this will unfold over the next month. Like, you don't want this to drag on, like Mosaic said, because what fucking guy is going to come sign for a team that doesn't have a manager yet? Yeah. Hey, can you at least do me a solid? Because I'm not good with all the assistants. Like, if it was the Cowboys, I'd understand who this Marmol guy is a little bit more. Tell me about this guy. If he is the guy, like, why should you be excited or some, or just at least tell me anything about him that you know? Well, he's the bench coach right now, obviously. Okay. Um, and he's usually the guy that takes over when Schilt gets ejected, which doesn't happen too often. But uh, 10 times this past year, I was looking that up. All right. Well, there you go. 10 times. Sorry, sorry. Five times this past year, 10 times in his whole career. Um, um, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know too much about him as far as his history. I know it kind of sounds bad, but definitely, I mean, he's pretty highly regarded. There's been teams that have wanted to interview him, especially going into this off season for managerial position. So maybe that's what the Cardinals are thinking. They go and snag him, but Stubby Clap was also, I think he managed a triple A team for a while. For yeah. Being- yeah, he did. I know he did that because there were a lot of people excited about him for that. I guess with Marmol, um, I don't know a ton about how coaching works in baseball, but I do know that the bench coach is a guy that forms very good relationships with the players. So maybe that's kind of their thinking that, hey, maybe this guy can tie some loose ends together with some of the guys that are on the bench that maybe Schilt didn't do. I don't know. But on the flip side of that is – but you got to think about the relationship that um, Schilt has with Marmol. They obviously have worked pretty close together for the last four years. So it's like, does the organization want to go to a guy that – like Marmol, where it's he might be like on the side of Schilt with some of these philosophical differences. <laughs> I like putting yeah. it. Well, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. What, who's to say that if Schilt doesn't head to like San Diego or something like that, that Marmol wouldn't follow him as the bench coach? I, I don't know. I mean, that's just speculation, obviously, but it, it's crazy to think about. I think uh, this is the most wild news we've had since like. Like, on the spot, like, at least with the Arenado stuff, like, there was smoke there for so long that, like, when you heard that it happened, you're like, oh, this is awesome. But, like, this one, this is as out of left field as I've ever heard, I feel like. Well, I, when Brad Stevens got fired as the Celtics head coach, I was like, okay, that's pretty wild. But, but like, this one, such a different story, I feel like. Well, my exact tweet to you at 137 was, fuck yes, Mike Schilt is gone. Thank the Lord I'm fucking screaming. And you said, who do you want him to go after? I said, just not Mike Schilt. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Hey. That's funny. Yeah, I think a lot of people have the same views as you. It's like, okay, we're kind of glad he's gone, but it's like just the way everybody went about it, it was like, 
what the hell? This is so weird. But it's like the way they went about it. And if they're going to replace him with Skip Schumacher or Matt Holiday, I, dude, they'll be on Get Him Out of the Game every week. I promise you right now. <laughs> I swear. Yeah, they will. Oh, man. Well, you got anything else we wrap it up? I know it was a short episode for episode 70, but we're not going to have time to do any other show this weekend. So, Yeah. No, I think that's fine. It'll be interesting to see. We'll, th- this should be how we open the show next time with whatever new developments there were in this, because I'm sure we'll hear a lot over the next 24 hours. There's going to be something that happens, I feel, or, or like the next few days. We'll hear something, I feel like. But, yeah, I'm, I'm still just shocked. I don't even know what to say. Yeah, definitely. I think the common theme here when the notification came across, um, kind of just like you said, what the fuck? And here we are. Episode 70 is over. Mike Schultz fired. We'll take some time to to reorganize our thoughts on this one before we come back in episode 71. A normal uh, show will return next time you hear from us. But for now, we're out.